Welcome everybody to a new episode of the Shaken and Stirred Show. I'm Nigel Barker in New York and it's a beautiful summer, summer's evening. And guys, school is out. Uh, you know, the, the birds are literally singing today. It is a fantastic day. I don't know what it is. I know that the world has been a tough place recently. I know the stock markets are a mess. I know that there's a lot of chaos and crazy out there, but you have to stop every now and then, ignore it and just listen to the birds, you know, look at the trees, look at the flowers. And as I like to say, mix yourself a cocktail, <laughs> sit back and, and just realize that there are other things in this world and tomorrow is another day and enjoy the moment, right? Get into it. We've got a super, super fun episode as we always do on Shaken and Stirred. We've got some great guests. We're going country once again on the Shaken and Stirred show. Let me introduce you to two amazingly talented and beautiful sisters, originally from North Dakota, but now based in the Hollywood of country music, Nashville. Um, they're shaking things up on the road, touring as the band that they call Tiger Lily. And that's uh, Tiger Lily, Tiger Lily. There's all kinds of ways. They like to describe how they say it, but quite frankly, we're going to get into all of this. I want to know who's Tiger and who's Lily. Please welcome Kendra and Krista. How are you guys from Tiger Lily? Great to have you Hi. on. So good. This is the perfect way to spend our afternoon. So we're very excited to be here. <laughs> How wonderful. And guys, as we always do, I'm going to describe, if you, by the way, you know, you can all watch this show on YouTube, but if you are listening, as this is a podcast and I expect you to be, I'm going to give you a little description. They're in their kitchens uh, and, and they've got a guitar and um, they're looking fantastic. They're well lit. They've got a cocktail. So let's get into that cocktail. <laughs> what are you drinking, guys? Yeah, we are tequila girls through and through, uh, both of us. So we made a margarita. Um, mine is spicy. Kendra's is not. So, but it's the same recipe. So yeah, real simple, but tastes great. Yeah. Well, well, tell me about it because actually I'm looking at it. An interesting thing is, guys, I love the fact that you genuinely have made this yourself. And then you're looking at it there. <laughs> yeah, you're looking, no. The you're looking at yours like wondering, you're like, hmm, have I got the right one? <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So literally, do you want the, the recipe? I can probably list it off in like 30 seconds. Okay. So I have the, the, a tahini rim because I like that better than salt. And then ounce and a half of tequila, uh, muddled one slice of jalapeno, uh, three fourths ounce lime juice, fresh lime juice, though. You can't use processed stuff and half an ounce of agave nectar. And then you yeah, had to shake it all together and serve over ice and, you know, cheers. Krista made mine too, so <laughs> that's what sisters are for, right? I'm I like, Kendra, you're, you're kind of like, as she's reading that off, you're, you're almost like, just like blasé. Does she always make the cocktails? Do you ever get into it? She's, I have made them every once in a while, but I would say Krista is more of the cocktail queen. So I trust her to make me the perfect cocktail um, after a long day. Krista, yeah, Krista's the go-to we, girl. We have our strengths <laughs> as people as, you know, in the band. Um, I am the bartender, so. Fantastic. And as, you always have to find someone. There's always someone that naturally becomes the mixer in these th situations. And as one of you plays the guitar, you know, one of you should be making the cocktail. And it's funny that it happens to be the same one, but hey. <laughs> but you know. She was I getting did. everything set up. She was, you know. Krista's the cocktail maker. She likes to bake. I'm more of the the cook. The chef. You're the yes. chef, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to read in too much to the, which one. That sounded like one was better than the other, but I'm not going to get <laughs> chef. All of a sudden, I'm the chef, and you're like the baker. I mean, what, what's up with that? We'll, we'll get to this sibling rivalry in a second here. First of all, more about your cocktail. Do you use specific um, tequila? Do you? Is there one that you love? Um, I'm 
I have a couple of favorites. Uh, I use Patron today. Um, just silver Patron. I like Casamigos. Um, I like trying new tequilas, but I don't, I'm not just loyal to one brand. I would say no, like real cheap, terrible tequila that will give me a terrible hangover though. Well, no, exactly. And, and you, are you a Reposado or Blanco? Or where, where do you go? Where do you go? I like Blanco. Uh, usually I usually stick to like all the silver Blanco tequilas. Yeah. Well, there you go. Well, listen, ladies, cheers. I, by the way, am drinking some, I heard, and I like to try and do something along the lines of my, my guests. And what I have mixed myself here is a cactus tequila margarita, Ooh. right? And what this is, I've used something called Cali water, which is in fact cactus water from, and the cactus is the blue agave, which is what we make tequila with. So you can actually get the water out of blue agave and make a water similar to coconut water. Um, and this makes it kind of more of a sort of refreshing drink, but it's with lime, fresh lime and lime in the drink and ginger. So it has a spice of its own, uh, a real kick. Um, and I used uh, Casa Dragones, um, their silver, and it's just one of my favorites as well. Real clean, real simple. So cheers, guys. Great to have cheers. you on the third show. Let's get this show rolling. Mm. I need that recipe after, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I will definitely share it with you. And I look forward to doing this with you in person and shaking one up face to face. That's the next move. So look, let's get to your name a little bit here. Tiger Lily. Which one of you, as I said at the beginning, is one of you Tiger, the other one Lily? Or do you, do you swap or does it, is it, where does right. it come well, from? I mean, we can swap for sure, but definitely like when we're on stage, when we are Tiger Lily, when we're doing our thing, um, Krista is more of the Tiger personality, like the cool guitar girl, um, a little edgier. And then I'm definitely more of the Lily personality as far as like a little more girly, um, like I'll wear dresses and skirts and just kind of my, my whole vibe is definitely more girly where Chris is a, is a little more like fierce. A little edgy. And, and but cool. we, yeah, but we do switch every, every yeah. now and then. Like if you mess with Krista, I will become like the, the tiger. tiger. You know what I mean? <laughs> Crouching tiger, hidden dragon at that point. <laughs> yeah, basically. And the name itself, and it, it, you know, it, I, I heard that it was named after, a, 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 I guess the tiger lilies that you had in your garden as a kid, right? Yes. So we are, from North Dakota, we're sisters, you had said that. Um, but the first flower to naturally grow in our parents' garden uh, was a tiger lily flower. Um, and so we always had loved that flower. And then we changed the spelling of it to tiger girl, Illy to just embrace that extra girl power. Um, that's kind of, our whole brand has always been about uh, empowering women and just trying to be, you know, a force to reckon with. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think country music in general has a lot of empowerment for women in general, women, female singers out there who are incredibly, who are extraordinary. We've had many of them on Shaken and Stirred show. In fact, we've had a lot of country singers, uh, including Mr. Fancy, like Walker Hayes himself has been on the show, um, Ryan Bingham, and um, I mean, the list goes on and on and on. So um, you're, you're in good company here. Uh, and hopefully, you know, sort of a bit like Walker, uh, you know, your song is going to go gangbusters your EP after being on the Shaken and Stirred show because we clearly launched his career I mean I, I mean it was it was yeah you did that for Walker <laughs> Hayes really you were telling him the dance moves and everything to do I'm sure on the podcast trust me he has dad he has dad dance moves let's just face it guys everyone out there you know that's, that's, that's TikTok doing dad dance move he was stuck in Applebee's until I had him you know trust <laughs> right. me that's yeah, that's what I'm saying. Making milkshakes or whatever he was doing. But anyway, he's very happy now and he's going to come back on the Shaken and Stirred show and slap me probably. Um, <laughs> but let's, you know, I, we want to talk, I mentioned um, North Dakota off the top. It, it, it's a sort of a place that as far as when I think of North Dakota, 
I sort of think of farming and oil. I don't yeah. think of music, right? You're right. I mean, the Completely. Main, those yeah. are the, the main industries in North Dakota. But um, what a lot of people don't realize is uh, North Dakota in the, the Midwest in general, they love country music. They are country music fans. Yeah. A lot of people think of like maybe like the South or Tennessee when they think of country music. But uh, that's we were definitely influenced growing up by all the, the country music. But yeah, not a lot of people did country music up mm -hmm. there as far as write and play and tour up there. But country is big everywhere, right? Country is not, you know, I, I think that there's a misconception in general about country being big in the South or even just the US. I mean, it is an international phenomenon at this point. And you guys can tour Europe and, and be huge successes and, and, and what have you. And have you felt that? Are you, have you toured Europe yet? We have not. Um, we've done quite a few interviews with people from over there. Same with like Australia. When we had a song come out, I remember it went number one in Australia. So I know we have some Australian fans. We have some UK fans. We have some Canadian fans. So those are three different markets that uh, we would love to do a worldwide tour eventually and get there. I need to update my passport, actually. So that's probably important thing to do first. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely take care of that. Um, <laughs> talk to us about your your childhood because you know people love to get to know you a bit more. And I know you've probably done a dozen or more or hundreds of interviews where you've talked about the fact you're from North Dakota. But what was it like growing up in a place like that, which is quite removed? And I know you're one of some of your first songs were about were inspired by the fact that you were seeking um, out, I guess you know, what else there might be out there in the world and the fact that you were sort of stuck in North Dakota. But, you know, it's funny because I, as many of you know out there, I'm a fashion photographer and have been for 30 years. And my first assistant, he's from South Dakota. And he's told me many stories about growing up on a farm and the nearest neighbor being literally a sort of a half hour drive away from school, right? So, so there was a, and, and, I, and I'm assuming there's somewhat similar sort of geography in the two states. And so, what was it like for you guys? And, and talk to me about how you found music at that, you know, as a kid. Yeah, I mean, our town is 2000 people total. Wow. And mm -hmm. we lived in town. So and we we didn't live in the country. So we always thought we were like these big city girls, like we're not country. Like and yeah, then we <laughs> live in town. I don't physically live on a farm. Therefore, I'm not country. But then obviously, when we moved to Nashville, we're like, Oh, no, we're pretty country. We're pretty country. <laughs> uh, but really, um, if you grew up in small town USA, it's pretty similar. We have um, another sister as well, too. So it's three girls, parents uh, raised us up. Our dad's a respiratory therapist. Our mom worked at the school. Mm -hmm. So I, I know normal is different for everybody, but like we played sports. We went to regular high school, mm -hmm. but we would do music on the weekends when we couldn't tour. Um, Kendra always loved to sing. She grew up singing in, in church and um, local community events. And then I being the younger sister saw her doing all these talent shows and singing and she looked like she was having a lot of fun. And I said, well, I mean, I should try that. I mean, I don't want to be left out. So I started kind of doing some of that stuff, but I really enjoyed uh, playing guitar and doing harmony um, and more accompanying her versus like being front and center. I didn't really enjoy that as much. Um, but then we started writing songs together. And at that point we said like, how do we get all of these songs out to people being in North Dakota. So we started uploading a ton of YouTube videos and started making trips back and forth to Nashville. I know I'm talking a little bit more about our music journey, um, but North Dakota was super supportive of us because yeah, not a lot of people 
get did, up and yeah, go do the thing. Yeah. Right. So we actually released a song that's nowhere to be found anymore, but it was a song called North Dakota and it kind of went viral within the state. So we quickly became the, the local openers. So big, big country acts would come into town um, and they would have us open. We played a lot of schools, uh, our, but they just trusted us to do all this stuff at that young. Our family was also a big reason we did it because our dad, you know, we were still 14 and 16 years old, really, when we officially wow. started this. So our dad would drive us to the gigs, Carly, um, and my mom would help us with merch. Our mom would help us sign contracts. Um, and so it really was a whole family ordeal uh, when we started this and they, I, I love them to death, but they have no musical talent. Um, they cannot sing, they can't play an instrument, uh, but they always encouraged music and they always uh, played it wherever we were at. Like I remember, um, you know, going to bed every night, music was playing. So it was just always a part of our lives, but for us to find our way and our footing and to, you know, make it this whole thing, I don't think anyone would have ever thought that was gonna happen. That's very interesting, actually, that you say there was no musical talent around you, your parents, because that's that's something you don't hear very often. Oftentimes, it's like you know, dad was used to strum on the guitar, or mum was a singer, or or what have you. And uh, what then? It's interesting. I want to know with you then. When did you discover your voice? Did you did someone? Did were you just singing and someone went, "Whoa, she can sing." I mean, you know, is there, is there like a a moment that you remember where someone said? you know, tapped you or tapped your mom or something and said, she's actually got talent. You know what I mean? I mean, honestly, definitely it was church growing up for me. Like I would, you know, sing solos and do that. And just, I, for some reason, just had the confidence to do it and, you know, could, could hit the pitch enough to, to get through it. Um, but I remember, you know, going to a church um, and I was dedicated and this is the the weirdest story to me still um, when I was dedicated that so this elderly lady had gone up to my mom and she like had touched me and she's like, she's going to be a singer. And my mom was like, okay, weird. <laughs> okay. Like, what does that even mean? And so that kind of sticks with me to this day. Cause I'm like, was that a sign? Like, what is, you know, what does that even mean? Um, but it's really cool that, you know, I am a singer and I get to do it with my sister. And it was just something that we had just loved so much and it was just always a part of our lives and I feel like grandma really encouraged you to yeah. do like grandma Judy she's, <laughs> she's not a very like competitive person as far as like singing competitions but our grandma highly encouraged maybe slash forced, forced. a little bit <laughs> she's like I'm signing you up for this Colgate country showdown in Wolf Point Montana mm -hmm. they live in Montana um but Kendra had really never been besides like church, like on stage in front of that many people. But as soon as she did it, she ended up winning it too, which gave her confidence. Right. But um, she, you were 13. Yeah, I was 13. And I was like, oh, maybe I'm, maybe I'm good at she this thing. She liked it. Yeah. <laughs> she really enjoyed I've it. I've always loved being on stage in front of people. That is, that is where I like my confidence shines. I feel at my best. And so I think whenever I was put you know, some people like hate that and crumble and hate that feeling of being on stage, but that's where I feel like I thrive my best. Um, you know, I love the attention a little bit, not gonna <laughs> lie. Like, uh, it's you just, have to a little it, bit. yeah, it's just a really fun place for me to be. Um, because you can kind of really enter into your like coolest, most fun, mm -hmm. confident self. And I will say as far as people to our band instructor, because you have, we, we graduated, like my gra graduating class is 36 kids. So you have like one choir and one band in high school. Like mm -hmm. it's all collective. Um, but Mr. Harvey 
was really helpful because he would film all of our early music videos for us. And he wow. always really encouraged mm -hmm. Kendra and me to, to keep doing what we're doing, even though it was a very small town. Yeah, so, so there was enough people along the way um, with piano teachers, our band teacher, our parents, uh, and a few other people, you know, encouraging us to like, oh, you, you really got something, you know, you really got something there. And so it was enough to really keep us going and, and go, you know, maybe and, there is something here. And a little bit at that age, ignorance is a little bit of bliss too, because yeah. you don't realize we didn't know a lot about the music industry, so to say, um, just like all the ins and outs of what it actually takes to make things happen in the music industry. But we're up in North Dakota, just, you know, writing, playing, doing our thing. And that really gave us the confidence to, to move down to Nashville in the first place. Yeah, for sure. You mentioned loving being on stage. And it, it's an interesting thing because, you know, obviously a high proportion of my guests spend a lot of time in front of the camera, on stages and in front of people. And it's it's a very mixed, you know, Re, sort of series of reasons as to what they why they like being up there or what it does for them and i've had everything from sort of big boxes and athletes too uh you know as they step onto the field or to the courts and there's the audience there's that's there it's a it's a similar kind of vibe and i'm curious like how do you prepare yourself when you've got a big concert and you know you're going to go and there's going to be x thousands of people in front of you or even if it's a small group what is how do you feel is there a different way of prepping yourself to get out there because you know you, there, there's that moment where everyone's quiet in there out there and they're listening until you crack that first note right and and, and at that moment uh, tell, talk us through what goes through your head and, and how you kind of get that I mean the hair's going up on the back of my neck even thinking about it actually because you know we all have a, a sort of a sense of it so for for us I mean you can correct me if I'm wrong obviously but we've been playing bars and we've also opened up for walker hayes so we've done we've played to thousands and thousands of people and we've played to 10 people but i think for us each time we go whether it's 10 people or whether it's 5,000 people or whatever the number is it's these people are here to be entertained these people are here to enjoy themselves and so we have to go out and do what we know how to do best and give our best and obviously every show is going to be different and the energy is sometimes different and you have a better show or you have a worse show or whatever that's just going to happen not every show you do is going to be your best show but to ultimately try try to not get too worked up about it I think is also a really important thing for us mm -hmm. like not to get too in our heads about like this is the most important show ever. Like think of it. It's, it's like any other show and these people right. matter just the same, um, no matter where we're at. And so that's kind of how mm -hmm. we prepare ourselves. And but. I know people could argue this point, like to us, like people are people like they want, they're going out to a concert because they want to enjoy themselves and have a good time. Um, so everywhere right. you go, it's, it's people are people. Uh, and what we enjoy most out of music is performing. We love songwriting as well, but it's like that hour that you do all this other work for. So we really try to enjoy ourselves as well mm -hmm. too um, on stage. And we do have, we have fun. Yeah. Most, most of the time we it's have fun. It's fun to get to do it together because we can really feed off of each other's energy. Even if say the crowd is like the most dead crowd you've ever seen. At least we have each other, like right. we're hanging out. So it's going to be a good time. <laughs> I can't imagine anyone is dead in front of you guys. And I, I know I've watched many, many of your videos and I've seen you perform multiple times. I was listening to your music all day yesterday in the house, singing your songs. And well, and I, I, I feel that, you know, you guys have, you, you are enjoying yourself. It's contagious. It's a large part of, I think of who you are too, is that is your 
thorough passion for what you're doing and it shines through in every little moment that you do do you when you're up there do you ever i you know connect with specific people in the audience or, or do you because i know some people don't like to do that because they get thrown but others find someone in the audience and and, and, and kind of come back to that person or you know there can be there's different ways to you know that people do this what about you guys we if there's someone singing our song, we definitely try to make eye contact and connect with them. Um, no I'm like, what. like, shh. Ew, no, I'm like, come I'm on, singing. louder. Right. <laughs> I, uh, I definitely scan the crowd for people. I like, honestly, I feel like I could get distracted up there, but I do like people watching from the stage because you see everything. You, and <laughs> you can kind of like pick out what, what people are really like getting into it. And then you're like, okay, those people are getting it, like what we do at least. And so those are the people you kind of want to pay a little extra attention to, you know, because those are the people who are maybe, you know, going to like your music more than some other people or things like that. But yeah, we're definitely like crowd involvement. Yeah, as... I'll make definitely eye contact with several people throughout the show. And, and is it, and, and I guess your, your audience, is it majority female, male, good mix? What, how, do you, how do you find it? Or does it depend on the venue and, and where? It really depends on the venue, but I would say like on Instagram or TikTok or things like that, we have a much heavier female demographic overall, like 70 to 80%, I think are women. Um, we love our males. You know, we love anyone. Anyone is welcome at our shows, but definitely um, when we're even writing music or when we're performing, it's like for the girls, baby, you know, like uh, we're just that girl group energy. Yes. Just that, that female energy. And, um, but honestly, Everyone, everyone's welcome. So, yeah. You know, you're sitting in the kitchen right now, you know, and you have these kitchen covers that you've talked about in previous interviews and what have you, which is where you do a cover of a, of a song and you've you recorded it, I guess, for YouTube or for TikTok or for whatever it was, and you did it in your kitchen. Um, talk to us a little bit about this, your sort of how the social media has played such a massive part in your success and, and, and why the kitchen and everything else. Well, it's so funny because you think you have to be so cool as an artist and you need to, you know, go out and spend thousands of dollars doing videos and things like that when you could just sit in your kitchen and get as many views on things, you know, just not having to spend any money and, and being yourself. <laughs> yeah. too. But we started doing kitchen, we called them kitchen covers way back when, when we were really young um, and they generated a lot of views on our channel. And then when the pandemic hit, we had kind of stopped doing it for a while, but then when the pandemic hit, we were we weren't playing live. So we got so bored. We were like, let's bring it back and started uploading them to TikTok this time. Those started generating um, a lot of views for us. And you're being really very fun. modest here, by the way. So guys, everyone out there, just there's a lot of views, right? They've got over half a million, 535,000 and counting followers on TikTok with over 4.3 million likes. Okay. So, and you've also got Twitter and, and Instagram, and there's multiple ways to follow um, Tiger Lily. But so you are, you're being modest when you say it's like a few, it's not, it's not a few, it's a lot. It's a serious, serious number. I mean, it's, it's kind of well, major. Well, yeah, it's just, it's really fun for us because it's just what we do, you know, sing together with the guitar at the root of it all. That's who we are. And so to be able to just sit back and honestly just enjoy playing music and for other people to respond to that from our kitchen or wherever we're at is just a really cool thing for us. It's, you know, you're not putting bells and whistles on it. It's just honest who we are. There's no um, auto tune. There's, there's nothing. It's just as raw basically as it gets. Do you have a favorite? 
kitchen cover that you that, or, or one that you remember that you launched this this whole kitchen cover series with well, i feel like our, one of our first ones to take up on take off on youtube which i don't even know if it's up anymore because these were like north dakota phase <laughs> we covered home by philip phillips and it was like kind of during one of the olympics and then wagon wheel by um old girl medicine show darius mm -hmm. rucker um those two really popped off and then tiktok though um can't help fall in love by elvis presley was our one of our first that's like our most viewed one of our most viewed videos it has millions of views on it two or three million yeah um but it was so interesting to see what people responded to well um a favorite though i mean landslide and um, we did a cover of um did we do the lizzo song oh yeah juice. That? juice and it got like six hundred thousand views which is this amazing is still when like tiktok was pretty new too yeah. so it was cool to like take what we've been doing for a good seven years already eight years and then just for new people to discover it with not really change it was all the songs which is a, a little different of a tangent but we played downtown nashville for like a couple of years and would play three to four times a week four hour cover shows downtown nashville um so it was all those songs that we had learned so it's like oh it comes in handy and people still respond to them on the, the interwebs or whatever and not just country music either all, all, yeah, kinds, we do all of kinds of music right no clearly i mean you just mentioned a couple of artists there anyway that also kind of cross over into different areas now you've got your guitar on your knee right now yeah. i mean and you're I in do. your kitchen like, and you're I in your kitchen Mm -hmm. I, I, I mean, I, I can't help but feel some kind of kitchen cover moment kind of thing coming on right now. Do we have a, a few bars of of one of these great songs or something that you, you know? Right. You want a little like Bleeding Love or two? Oh, yeah. So we, we cover, love. Oh, go ahead. Uh, Bleeding Love by Leona Lewis. But we do a more um, country version of it. Love it. And we've been playing it probably for a year now at our shows. And it. The crowd just loves it, but it's so fun, whether it's acoustic or whether it's full band, but um, we could do a verse chorus or verse like, chorus. I'm like, I don't care what they say. Um, okay. I'm like, one, two, three. I don't care what they say. I'm in love with you. They try to pull me away, but they don't know it's true. My heart's crippled by the vein that I keep on closing. Wow. Oh my goodness. Me. My goodness. I'm, me. Like, I'm so just not prepared at all. Like not just sitting clearly, here with my car. <laughs> clearly not prepared at all. But my God, are you comfortable in that kitchen of yours is all I can say. I mean, I have had people on this show give drop me and I've caught them off guard sometimes. I mean, Ryan Bingham was there and he was on the set, you know, and, and he, of his show and he was he, he played me a bit of his song. But it's hard because there's the wind blowing and, you know, and I and it, but, you found this perfect spot in your the kitchen. Magic place. There's no wind. The, it's the like occasional, a right? It is. It has good acoustics. You will get the occasional dog bark, but she's upstairs sleeping somewhere, so I don't think that's going to happen today. But mm -hmm. <laughs> there's coffee whenever you need it. It's a perfect. That's great. Yep. Wow, I, I, I'm blown away because you're you sounded absolutely on key. Pitch was perfect. Everything along. I'm like. You've got to be kidding me, right? Because sometimes like you're listening, you're like, 
Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I, yeah, okay, this is awesome. <laughs> I'm like, but wow, 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 wow. Guys, this is why they are doing so well touring. Now, you guys were touring in 2019. Pandemic obviously kicked in. Like everything for everybody, you know, it stopped touring pretty much, you know, in its footsteps. And you guys had done in, was it 2019, 130 different concert venues or something like that? Yeah. And a lot of those shows were four hour shows. So you could probably double that wow. actually like right. more around the 300 right mark. Time. Um, yeah. But it, it, 2019 was a busy year. So then when 2020 hit, it was like, what are, what do we do? What are we going to do? <laughs> it was weird though, because we, so yeah, 2019 busy, obviously pretty tired from all those shows, but would not trade that experience because even though we were doing like mostly cover gigs, we still got to sing our own music, but mostly covers. Um, we got to meet a lot of people because people who come to Nashville usually aren't from Nashville. Like they're yeah. from all over, they're visiting Nashville. Um, but it was interesting because we would have never had the time to like get on TikTok if it, if our shows wouldn't have stopped. Mm -hmm. So it was, you know, obviously a terrible time for everyone, but um, made us kind of think differently and how to still connect with people during that time. So it ended up being, you know, an okay thing. And we ended up connecting with a lot more people. But, you know, there's this expression, TikTok famous, right? Which is sort of like, it's almost derogatory in a weird way. Um, but, but, but for you, it was a sort of a blessing in a way that whilst you could perform for all these people, even at a time when people couldn't be sung to, right? And you couldn't be seen in person. And I think a lot, and as I mentioned, a lot of people I've had on the show did actually find that. They found that there was that time during the pandemic where they were away from their fans and, and couldn't tour. And, and even for themselves, you know, it's it's sort of cathartic, right, to sing. It's something you do, it's in your blood, you want to do that. So it's an, it's an outlet, right, that, that you felt very good about. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, there was a time when we all thought this was only going to last two weeks or whatever. And so we were like, oh, well, you know, vacay for two weeks. Okay, you know, we'll just stay in our house. And then when it became longer than that, we, we can't go too long without doing something. And so Krista really was the one who she was like, I'm going to start doing dances on TikTok because I'm just bored out of my mind. Yeah, I didn't even use it for music right away. I was yeah. just like, I just did random talking videos. And I mean, I think I'm really funny. So like humorous <laughs> videos and, and dancing videos, but I got one of my videos went viral and I told Kendra, I was like, Hey, if I can go viral doing something I really don't care about, we should try to do music on here and see mm -hmm. how that, that does. And, um, it really like, yes, it was cool to connect with people, but it really kept us going yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. Cause we were, it was definitely a rough time in our, our mm -hmm. musical career when all our, our shows, it's, it's really, you know, shows is how we make most of our income. Um, so, so we were daunting. struggling. Mm -hmm. Yes. But well, that really cool. kept us going. Yeah. Oh yeah. Intense. It's intense. I'm actually, I know I was going to say, funnily enough, on TikTok, I had not got a TikTok account. I do now, but from the pandemic, again, not knowing, having, you know, lots of free time. And my daughter, who's 13, was like, Dad, you need to have a TikTok account. And she's doing all these dances. And she literally did some, she did a makeover. She said, do you mind if I do a makeover on you? And I'm like, okay, what do I do? And she goes, just sit there and I'm going to do your makeup. And we're going to film the whole thing. And then at the very end, she's got really long hair. She flicked her hair onto my head and then, and then pulled it off. And she cut it together in this sort of clip. Anyway, it was like the first thing that went up and it got 700,000 views in like two hours. And it was like, and I'm like, what is even happening here? It's like, this is the, and I'm like, now I'm embarrassed. I thought no one would see this. 
right? It's crazy because on TikTok, you know, things could go viral or they couldn't. And so anytime you post a video, it's like, right. We'll and, see. We This could go viral today yeah. or it couldn't. Um, and, and we look at TikTok, like you said, like TikTok famous has like a weird positive, negative connotation to it. It's kind yeah. of in between, but we view TikTok as just like another way to connect with people. Like we still love being in person the best. Like there's yeah. nothing that can really replace live music for us. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just another way to get your music out. And, uh, but still like, we just hope that if people see us off of TikTok, they'll, they'll come to a show or they'll mm-hmm. listen to our music or, um, even just, just get to know us better as people. But I really, it's just all how you use it. Do you have a, you know, cause I think a lot of people are fascinated with it and it is a huge tool. Are, are there th- things that you've developed that you are like, or do you know, because you just mentioned that you're not sure whether it goes could, could go viral or not, right? But are there times when you're like, this is a good one? I, and I say that because, for example, you know, I mean, I'm a photographer, right? So taking pictures and shooting content is what I've done for a living for years. And I know that if I post, for example, a cover that I've shot for a magazine or a beautiful spread of some stunning picture, and it's like a great picture that that's, you know, that's been selected to be a campaign or something, and it probably won't perform very well. You know, there's something about the fact that it's almost too beautiful or too good or or just too perfect, maybe, right? And that if I shoot, take put a picture of me taking the picture or some kind of behind the scenes of like the model having a piece of cake on the side of the thing that, and then the story, like that gets more attention, you know, and or something random. I mean, this weekend I saw a bug and this is how crazy it is, right? I saw a bug and it was a wasp on a, a log bench outside my fire pit. And I thought, wow, that's a really weird looking, funky looking bug. And it wasn't moving. So I got my phone and I started videoing it. And I literally just did a front shot, a side shot, and a back shot. And, and, they were, and I just posted it to Instagram as a reel. And it got 125,000 views, 7,000 uh, likes, and 650 comments in three hours right yeah, on instagram and it's a bloody it's a bug it's an insect it's not and i shot it on my phone i'm like guys i'm like this is nuts i'm like i can't post right. like a vogue cover and you wouldn't do that for me i'm like what what's happening in this world right people really i don't know what it is anymore but i think people just really want to see you at your most kind of authentic self you know no matter what that what no matter what that is because even for us we know if we post a cover art versus or a show promotion photo versus like a selfie of us or like us in our pajamas at Christmas, those are probably gonna get more likes. Right. People just, I mean, people also like to listen to the music but people overall like to just really know who you are. Like even I think of like Justin Bieber, like if he posts a picture with him and Haley, that's probably gonna get more likes than a picture of his cover art because people just like to see you live in your life. It's, it's so Mm. fascinating. Right. And as far as like, what is going to go viral or not, we have like educated guesses. Honestly, it's what I would call it because sometimes we're like, oh, this is good. Great. This is going to viral. And it like does not, no, it's not viral or like videos that we'll spend, like you said, like 10 seconds on just like random stuff we'll upload and not really care about that much. And it takes off and we're like, there's not a science to it. There's guesses and you want everything to be good quality, but still a little bit of a guessing game. At this point, we're kind of like, if it reflects us in a way of people can learn about our music, learn about us, learn about where we're from, that's all good. So like we kind of do a mix of that kind of content um, on our socials, but it has to like, 
relay some sort of information about who we are kind of yeah you, you mentioned justin bieber and 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 I, i'm an owner of a gym called the dog pound and we have one in, in la and, and one in new york and justin bieber and, and Haley go to the gym in los angeles and he's um actually done many a instagram post from the gym and stuff like that and he's very intimate oftentimes with his with his his posts and i know that if, if you guys probably all out there are justin bieber fans you know that you've you're familiar with his paralysis that he's going through right now in his face and he did a very dramatic post that was quite distressing almost to see him in such sort of discomfort but it was very honest and i think that it was very brave of him to right. do that you know one could hide those things and just say i'm not feeling well or i've got covid or something you know what i mean like yeah, yeah. everyone would, would say oh, okay you know but he was he's cancelled you know performances a part of his tour and what have you and he's trying to get better but do you get that vulnerable do you allow yourself to be that personal we it, try. It's, yes. It is scary. It would depend on the situation. Like for him, I feel like people were calling him out that he was lying or whatever. And so he probably just felt like he had to do that video to, which is awful to but... prove to people that no, like this is actually happening, which is terrible that he even felt, you know, the need to have to do that. Cause he, you know, he can share what he wants, but sure. we try to be as honest, as real as possible. Um, we never try to I mean, fake it till we make it, I guess, so to say, we try to be real with where we're at. Um, you know, we were driving this mini white van next to the buses at festivals. Like we're, we're, we're up and comers right now. So we aren't Carrie Underwood. We're not, we're not Miranda Lambert. So I think people just really enjoy like you taking them on the journey of maybe we'll get to the, the fancy buses, you know, here mm. in a few years, but you're seeing us at this the van level now right. you know what and i mean it'd be weird for us and even like yes we have like hair and makeup done right now um there's definitely days where we don't feel like being in front of the camera but there's also like photos we've taken or videos where we don't aren't like all glam like hair and makeup because i'm like you have two choices it's like you can just be comfortable with yourself or else you like always have to do keep that up and i'm like i'm too honestly i'm too lazy for that <laughs> and b it's just like people um people don't really care as much. And I know you're a photographer, but like, if you're comfortable with yourself and you're confident, people will see that more than um, like the, the makeup, effort or the, the makeup yeah. or the hair. It's just, it's about confidence mostly. Ladies, I didn't even know you were wearing makeup right now. Oh, thank you. Right? The natural. That's, that's how it's supposed to be. Just the natural beauty. Yes. I will go like this. So let, let's talk about hair and, and makeup for a moment. And we got into that for a second here. You know, it's a big part of the whole performance, the, the glam. You know, who and where and why and what? What is it? What are your styling inspirations? Where do you, how do you, what, for, is it per show? Is it per album? Is it per song? Or is it just how you feel? Take us there. Take, give us a little bit about your journey into hair and makeup and your beauty for sure like during the summer during shows it's per show but we always kind of have like an overall consistent uh style krista definitely wears more shorts ripped jeans crop tops um definitely a little more tomboy edgy but so so cute mm. i would say um you know you'll wear your hair up or in like little right pigtails whatever you want to call them um and I have kind of just like this bob haircut has become my staple um hair and I love hair and makeup honestly and um I overall am probably a little more girly I'll wear skirts and mm -hmm. dresses and just a little more feminine um overall with my style but I 
I think it's, it's a really exhausting part. Cause we kind of always have to coordinate, but it's a really fun part for mm-hmm. us to like, what are we going to wear today? Or we have a really exciting event coming up and right. get to go you shopping. walk out of the room and like go, and then the other one's like, you can't wear that. You're wearing the same as I'm wearing that. Or you're like, no, that doesn't go with me. Go and change. Or how does it work? Take, yeah, take us into the dressing room. It's that's usually definitely happened. It's usually <laughs> me going, you don't match me. Go change. <laughs> Apparently I am not as naturally gifted in the fashion. I do fine. But Kendra will be like, I'm like, how does this not match? Like it doesn't match. I'm like, how does, and then we have, you know, sibling arguments. She and means like your top to your bottom. She, she means like your, your outfit doesn't right. match. Yeah. Or like my boots doesn't match or I don't match her or something. Um, but I'm the younger sibling. So I usually lose, you know, lose the battle on that. <laughs> um, but it's fun. I mean, we had, we do have help too. Like when we will do our next album, yeah. um, we'll have like a stylist hair and makeup. Like they all, they help us out. Um, but it's always like, we definitely are very involved in what we want to portray. Yeah. And we'll have, so when new music comes out, we'll have like all the vibes and we'll put together a mood board of kind of the look and um because every cycle it's kind of like I think you're your Taylor Swift era how can know? we how can we freshen this up a little bit how can we change this you know we're we're in a different time in our lives so um I think fashion and music go together super well and so um you know, I'm not the most fashionable person in the world. I'm not saying that, but I. But we, we know what we like. Yeah, too. we know what we like. We know what we're comfortable in, and. Um, Do you I, ever try and yeah. push the envelope, though? Do you ever? Like, and I, I, by the way, have worked with um, Taylor many times and uh, photographed a book all on Taylor Swift, and you know, she's someone who, she's you know got great fashion sense, but she's also works with a lot of great people, right? And it's you mentioned, you know, obviously working with people for albums and stuff like that, and. But it, they're, they're, she also goes through eras, as you mentioned, each stage of the sort of Taylor thing. But it's it's working with experts. It's also looking and feeling inspired and taking a bit of a risk. I mean, you know, many great musicians, it's about reinventing themselves. And, you know, if you stick with the same thing for too long, it can be it can, can potentially be detrimental. It can maybe it becomes your brand and that's what you're known for. And that is it. And that, and that can work. But, you know, I'm just with two of you as well, it makes it a little bit more complicated because if one of you starts to go off in another direction, perhaps stylistically, you know, because you, you're, you know, you're getting older and just things happen in life, right? You things, you know, so I'm just, I was wondering too, if there are any inspirations from movies that you look for or from, old, from I don't know, historically, whether there are any stars or celebrities that you're like, their career, I like that. I wanted to kind of do something along those lines. Yeah, I would say it's more like, artist careers that we look mm-hmm. at like their style and we go we kind of pick um parts from what we liked about their style and what they did or even um like old, old campaigns like old-fashioned campaigns we'll look through those sometimes and be like oh this is such a cool vibe like it, it wouldn't be exactly like that but if we could incorporate that kind of vibe into mm-hmm. this next um cycle of music that could be a really cool um brand so we'll look through photos and things like that um obviously we will always take all the help we can get with that because we are not experts in that area but it's fun kind of just being able to reinvent you know yourself a little bit and, and i think it is important to take risks you were saying yeah. i mean a lot of our favorite female artists um have not you know, wouldn't be what they are without taking risks. So yeah. um, as long as it still feels like us, like right. that's been our always thing, like, yeah, this is scary, but it still feels like who we are. Um, not everyone might get it. Not everyone might agree, but that's, okay. but that is because if you're just like this all the time, then you just get lost. You have to 
stand for something or you're mm-hmm. just going to get lost in all the noise. Um, but yeah, then again, and Kendra and I, even though we're different personalities, um, we usually agree like what's right for Tiger Lily, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Like the songs, the, the fashion, um, we definitely like, you know, fight back and forth a little bit, but we, for doing this for 10 years already, we have pretty strong brand identity, I would say at this point, and we know what we want. Right. No, for sure. You talk about the songs, you know, and, and we've we just broken down like your style and how you do that. But what about the songwriting, like your songwriting? What is your process? I mean, is it the, do things just come to you? Are you and, and, and who starts? Is one of you doing the like strum something and you're like, oh, that's cute. Or, or do you write something first and then you're like, actually, maybe this could go with it. What, what is your process? Well, we both have a running list of ideas in our note sections on our phone. So whenever an idea comes to us, you know, during the middle of the day, during the middle of the night, whenever it happens, I just write it down so I don't forget. And it might be the worst idea ever or might be the greatest thing to ever happen. Um, And then we always write together. And then a lot of times we'll go into a room and one or two other people will also co-write with us. And so we'll kind of all go around, pass ideas around of what we're thinking could be a good idea settle on one of those ideas and then usually someone in the room a lot of times it's Krista will come like start strumming and come up with a cool vibe what's the feel of the song yeah but if we don't have a good idea to start with the the song's kind of doomed to be honest like it has to be an idea that's either like a fresh way to say you know because you know there's so many love and breakup songs so it has to be a fresh way of saying something or a new idea or something we're really passionate about but it's it's hard to fully get into and give your best to an idea if you're not passionate about it already. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll come up kind of with the groove and it's all really a team effort. I would say, mm-hmm. um, Kendra's she, she's obviously the, the lead singer of the group. So she's a little, little bit more melodically driven. Um, if it's not something she would sing or likes to sing, she's not going to sing it. So she kind of has to be good with all the melodies. Um, Are you ever concerned that you're that you're singing something that's been sung before? I mean, obviously you do covers, but when you're writing your own stuff, do you, are you ever think, you know, because it's it must be hard sometimes to get out of your head. You know, as a, even as a photographer, you shoot something you're like, wait a second, am I being inspired by Helmut Newton or Avedon right now or this moment, which isn't a bad thing. But you want people to look at your f- photos and sort of say, oh, that's a Nigel Barker photo, not oh, that looks just like Avedon's picture that you shot. You know, so similarly, I would imagine with music too you know, you're, you're striving for your own identity, but in country, you know, when you're talking about some of the, the big, you know, uh, sort of biggest stars out there, you know, their music is so powerful. When you do a lot of covers, do you find yourself getting perhaps influenced, which is not a bad thing, but how, oh, yeah. do you, how do you put your own signature on it? I mean, I definitely don't think it's a bad thing that, I mean, every time you go into a room, people are talking about music and what they're influenced by. And whether it's covers or original, you know, music that has just come out by one of their favorite artists, people are always talking about their favorite things. And it's like, this vibe is cool. Um, You know, what if we use this kind of vibe? So people do that in writing rooms all the time. But then, yes, when you get done with the song, and you're like, hmm, does this sound too much like something else? That's when you kind of get into your headspace of like, there's always a slight fear in the back of your head. Like, (laughs) is this is this like, something I will, else? I love this. Like, I absolutely love this song. And it's almost like, is it because it's something else? And you, um, but you have to trust that um, we know like what is, what is Tiger really? What is not Tiger really? We really try to do pave our own way as yeah. well. Like musically, we really yeah. try to set the bar um, high. And even with our, our next music, um, I feel like our last EP was a good introduction to yeah. who we are. Yep. 
but we're just trying to be bolder with everything. So yeah, that is taking risks musically and uh, really trying to be as original as possible. So you, you just, you know, I mean, I mean, you mentioned, you know, your last EP, but you, you wrote a number one hit, Somebody Does. Um, and it's a song about what it feels like when life is spiraling down, right? And that process of writing that song, was it that was inspired by what exactly? I mean, we had been writing for, for that project, so that EP, um, and we had a few writes left before we were going in to record. And I remember we were just feeling like no ideas left, kind of like just a creative block when you write for so long, you're like, I, I don't have much left. <laughs> so we showed up to our co-writer's house and she's one of our favorite people. Her name's Arnie DeVette. And honestly, we could have talked all day. She wouldn't have cared, but- Because um... we we tried to cancel, I think. We're like, uh, <laughs> we she's like, honestly, we don't even have to write today. Just come over. Yeah, let's hang. Let's, hang. let's see what happens. I was like, okay, cool. So, but then we sat down and we just started talking about, we love- love songs we love breakup songs we love all that and country music has so many of so many great ones and we we write them all the time I mean we'll have them you know in our career all the time but that day specifically we're just like does, does the world even want to hear about love and breakup and kind of that kind of stuff right now and um Sorry, was like, well, if, you know, if you could just kind of write a letter, you know, to yourself or to people right now, what would it be? And kind of that's how that's how the idea sparked. I think I don't remember if it was you who said, um, you know, I don't know who needs to hear this, but you should know you're somebody's reason for getting out of bed in the morning. And I was like, that's great. I love that so much. And it was honestly just kind of for us, just a therapeutic right and not every right is therapeutic. And so it was nice to have one of those. Um, and then, and it was also one of the songs that we didn't, sometimes you're super particular, like everything has to be perfect about this song or like overthinking it. This one was like, it was kind of, and I shouldn't say easy to write, but we were just being honest, not just being yeah. super critical of it. Like, what would you just say to someone? Right. Very conversational. Just an open letter. Right. Yeah. It doesn't have to be the most complicated or hard to understand or super poetic song, but just very honest. Uh, so we just said it how we'd naturally say, and we wrote the song in one session, which would be like less than three hours, a typical writing session. Um, and I and I knew the song was good. Like I knew I liked this song, but I didn't know the power of it. Right, yeah. we connected to it, but I didn't know if oh. other people were gonna connect to it for sure, which is, yeah, the crazy part of the song is that it connected with so many, so many people. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it's it's a, it's a good song. It's a great song. It's a powerful song. And I think, you know, you talked about authenticity. You mentioned it multiple times in this interview. And, you know, I felt like that, that that's something which clearly that song has in abundance, right? And it, it's just comes from the heart. It's something which people can identify with. And it's it's not pretentious, really, I think is, is the thing. It's just, it, it's for, you know, we, you mentioned breakup songs and sort of those sorts of things. I mean, Kendra, you're married, aren't you? Yes. <laughs> so is, your, is your husband constantly terrified that he's about to become the, you know, the subject of your next breakup song or something? How do you, how do you get inspired for all the breakup songs when you're clearly not breaking up? It's funny because I'll come home and he'll be like, did you get a good one? I'm like, yeah, it's a great breakup song. He'll be like, great. I think, I think in his mind, he's thinking, you know, if we can buy a bigger house someday, what does it matter? No. <laughs> No, we've been together for like 12 years. So what are you, I fantas what are you fantasizing about the breakup? I mean, what is I this? Just, 
I guess Krista's experiences mm-hmm. just living vicariously through her. Right. And I, <laughs> I have a wonderful boyfriend, but I, I do think about my exes quite a bit when I'm drawing inspiration. Or so. friends. I mean, we have a lot of friends, you know, going through really tough breakups and things like that. So I try to draw, you know, or I just, you know, if I was going through a breakup and just get right. very melodramatic. In, in your fields, we, watch, <laughs> we watch a lot of Grey's Anatomy, so there's enough drama on there for a bunch of songs. Right. Uh, but Christy, really, you just, you just said, you know, that you you think about your exes and your breakups. So th- that your current boyfriend is clearly a very forgiving guy because he's listening, he's listens to them song and he's like, wait a second, you felt that way about that guy? Like, right. That he, much to you? He doesn't, I'm, I always have to warn him when I send him new songs. I'm like, you're not going to like this one very much, <laughs> but I love you very much. I just want you to know I love you before sending him. Just don't songs. think about it too much. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then again, too, it's like, if he messes with me, it's like, he knows what he's going to get. So yeah. No, no. I mean, trust me, I think anybody who d- dates a musician is pretty much, you know, fodder for their next song. I mean, one way yeah. or the other. <laughs> It's sort of like, you know, that's just par for the course. I mean, you're, you're going to be, maybe that's what you want. You want to be, become famous because you, you know, you went out with this person and you're going to be in their next breakup song. You know, I mean, Sean Mendes has made a complete career out of doing that. So it's, you know. Right. Yeah. And, uh, but now I do, um, I didn't enjoy writing love songs as much before I started dating my, my boyfriend. Um, but now I like writing love songs. So I, I say, hey, now at least I know I write a lot of breakup songs still, but now I write love songs. So there's a happy medium there. So you guys just changing gears a little bit here. CMA Fest. Um, you guys had a lot of fun there. And, and I saw you on stage playing your guitar and what have you and uh, having a lot of fun. What was that like, guys? What, how, how much was that? Because that's like a, it's a big deal. Yeah. So fun. I mean, I believe it was like eight years ago we attended our first CMA Fest as fans. Um, and we've played, you know, in little bars and things like that during CMA Fest, but this was our first official CMA Fest ever. And so it felt really, it, it's just kind of a nice little like pat on the back to each other to go, you know, this is why we moved here to do things like this. And it was worth it, you know, moving from a really small town to Nashville and grinding it out all those years doing cover gigs and, you know, all that stuff kind of flashes through your mind and you go this this is why to get to this moment and to do things like this um and so we had a lot of family in town it was just really a cool uh experience to be able to do that together to share it with our family to share it with fans um so it was really fun honestly it went so fast but it was so fun uh, amazing amazing look you guys have been incredibly generous with your time and like i think we could just hang out and have cocktails and chat all afternoon and who knows maybe even write a breakup song together but um before we break up uh, I, i've got something called last orders on the show which is a kind of a, a little bit of fun a little bit get to know you a tiny bit better although i think you've been very open about everything which i love um so you know here you go i think you can both kind of answer these questions if you want or you can see how you want to answer them it's up to you but if you could drink any cocktail from any movie or television show with a character from that show, who and what would it be? Oh, we already know this. You want to do this one? Yeah. Okay. So we watch a lot of Grey's Anatomy. We love Meredith and Christina on there. And they are also tequila girls. So we would drink margaritas with uh, Christina and Meredith. Yep. Boom. And, and that was the total setup right there. Okay. Yeah. Um, who would play you in the movie of your life? Now, this is a good one because there's some good country singers out there who have done this double acts and what have you. But if you were to have someone play you, who would it be? Right. I, can I, I'll do you. Okay. I feel like Je- Jennifer Lawrence would do a good mm. Krista. Okay. Yeah. I feel like 
the like the slight sarcasm and like mm-hmm. her whole vibe she would play a good Krista right I don't know if mm-hmm. she can oh she can sing she sang in the Hunger Games yeah she'd be great <laughs> um for Kendra okay look at how like just cute I like Kristen Bell like look at her you know or um I see that right who else what were you saying like who could I don't know I just need to think of Kristen Bell because she like it's just the cutesy look um I don't know oh I would love Reese Witherspoon yeah it would be amazing Mm -hmm. there you go now can Reese sing I don't know, but she, she could learn. She did that walk the line movie. Oh, I know yeah, she did. I know she had a voice double or whatever, but you know, we could have a voice She did double. do the, the walk the line movie. Mm-hmm. Funny story about Reese Witherspoon. I, I d- didn't know her personally, was in a hotel in London, um, Blake's. I walked in, she was sitting outside in the garden. She saw me, she jumped up and went, oh my God, how are you? And came running over and gave me a big hug. And, and, and I was like, hey, oh my God. And I was with a friend of mine and I was like, and she was like, oh my God, it's Reese Witherspoon. And I'm like, I know. And then suddenly <laughs> Reese's face kind of went like crazy looking and her eye went up. And I was like, and she was like, I don't know you, do I? And I'm like, you don't know me really. I said, but you, and she's like, oh my God, you're from that show, America's Next Top Model, aren't you? And she had ID, had basically recognized me from the show I was on and had forgotten, not realized that she didn't actually know me. And I'd never happened to me before, but I had basically a proper celebrity do something that a fan might do, which is think they know you and come running up. It was one of the best moments ever. And I've never forgotten it. But then we sat there and chatted and she was the sweetest person ever. And we became friends as a result of it. So there. Yeah, I've never met her, but she seems like the sweetest. I also have to mention we America's Next Top Model was like the show we watched. We watched a lot of America's (laughs) Next Top Model. She asked us to this podcast, we're like, the actual Nigel Parker? Okay, that's cool. That's awesome. We're, we're gonna, we're gonna have you're gonna have to do a walk for me later. But before we get oh. to, I want to know fantasy dinner party. Three guests, dead or alive, who would they be and why? Probably Dolly, obviously, because who would not want Dolly Parton at your dinner She'd party? She'd be a ray of sunshine and really funny. Um, honestly, Taylor. Like we really admire her career and everything she's done. I just love to pick her brain. Think she's an absolute boss and just killer so mm-hmm. probably taylor who are Dolly else taylor. i love jimmy fallon i know it's a random to throw in there but like i feel like he'd be fun i feel like reba at a dinner party would be amazing right. like, right. total girl fest i love this reba right. dolly taylor mm-hmm. and maybe jimmy fallon and jimmy can come right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's going to be modifying the event that's right. what i think is going to be happening that is brilliant now my next question is go-to drinking song but something tells me and i i've heard that you have a drinking song do you not is it is it lined up is it coming up what is it it's called shoot tequila it's not out yet but we've been playing it at every show basically for the last few months and fans are super excited about it we're super excited about it um like krista said earlier we're we're tequila girls so um shoot tequila is the perfect if we're gonna have a drinking mm-hmm. song it's gonna be shoot tequila right and it kind of describes a little bit of the love and hate relationship yeah. with tequila too you don't always love her you we know? don't have a rele- <laughs> we don't have a release date but i i'm pretty confident in saying the song will be coming out this year sometime yeah. so just yeah look for that yeah can we hear a couple of bars yeah totally oh, do you want to do it a little the- bit of a court or a chorus or like um, the verse yeah, put a little like first chorus. One, um, two, two, three, four. You've always been a whole lot of trouble, but it's a kind of like getting in. So we might as well make it a double. 
Yeah, you know how the two of us get. We're dancing on the bar, ain't no pretty sight. And I'ma blame you when you get us in a fight. I shoot tequila, didn't want to see you, but I love the taste of you on my lips. Cause after one or two, I feel you get me in the mood to boom my shake, shake, Shakira hips. I know I shouldn't do it, but I don't remember why. Such a bad influence, but you're looking good tonight. I shoot tequila. You're good at what you do, tequila. And it goes like one tequila, two tequila, three tequila more. If I had a little sense, I would have stopped at four. Instead of cursing your name on the bathroom floor, swear to God I won't drink tequila no more. Oh my goodness, we've got a new song for the Shaken and Stirred show, people. Um, that's my new favorite song now for going Yay! to drinking. That's We're fantastic. My God, what a great song. That's Hey, if I'm going to predict it right now, it's going to be another number one hit for you guys. That's I hope phenomenal. so. <laughs> and then we'll celebrate with tequila. Yeah. We'll call you after. Yes. Absolutely. Walker Hayes better watch out. That's it. That is like, that is a, huge, that's a great song. That is fantastic. Okay. Final one here. Shaken or stirred ladies? Shaken. Yep. Mm -hmm. You're both shakers. There you go. Not surprised. Shake her up. All right. Mix all up. <laughs> Everybody, thank you so much. Tiger Lily, check them out. Um, where where can they next see you perform? What's your yeah, tour but, date? Sorry. Man, we're all over the place. So the best place to go would be tigerlily.com, tigerlily with all eyes.com. And all of our tour dates are listed there. We're in Colorado, um, actually two weekends from now. We're in Texas. We're in Ohio. We're all Kentucky. over. So um, tigerlily.com to see all those dates and then mm -hmm. new music coming soon. And we have social media under right. everything, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, all under Tiger Lily, Spotify, Apple Music, all the things. And guys, when this comes out, which is very, just very, very soon, um, you can follow them along from uh, Shaken and Stirred handle. You'll, you'll see all the connections and I'll put their, some of their tour dates in there as well. So you've got to check them out. You, if, I mean, they are, you guys are phenomenal. I, I've got to say you really are the 100% real deal. The fact that you can harmonize like that in your kitchen at a whim is just is mind blowing. So Thank I've you. had such a good time with you. I, as I said, I could chat with you all afternoon. I want to shoot your next cover and I want to shoot your next album. So let's work on that. I'm so inspired by you. We're going to do something serious. Do you see me blushing right now? That would be we're fans incredible. of you, by the way. So, so yes. No, I appreciate that. But I, I'm such a big fan. And I'm just you, you we talked authenticity. I could, I'm so inspired. I'm already thinking about what I want to shoot and how it's going to look. Let's do some mood boards. Let's think about this. How okay. fantastic. What okay. a pleasure. Everybody out there, cheers to a wonderful week. Shake and stir it up. Ladies, thanks so much. Thank, Thank you. you. So fun.